This episode of The Curly Critics is brought to you by our Patreon. You can support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash curlycriticspod. We have tiers from $3 up to $15, where you can talk to us on Discord, join our pen pal postcard group, or get our weekly bonus episode, Very Curly Talking. From WBNE. I'm Carrie. And I'm Jade. And we're the Curly Critics. We review books, movies, and TV shows, and today we're talking about Gilmore Girls. So Jade, what's your history with Gilmore Girls? Ah, okay, so when the new uh, when the new series came out, I watched the first episode with one of my friends and her mom who had seen all of the Gilmore Girls episodes, and they loved the show, but I had no idea what was going on, so it was super weird, and then when I actually wanted to start the show with my mom, I was like, well, I know what happens now, so this is nice, but... I love it. And your history with it? Yeah, so I decided like two months ago that I was gonna watch it. <laughs> Just sitting there in my room, not doing anything. And I was like, man, I should watch Gilmore Girls. And then I watched the whole thing in three weeks. <laughs> So what she didn't tell you about that just now is that ever since I started watching it, it took me like two years to watch this show, okay? I was berating her with quotes and comments and gifts from the show, and she would always say, oh yeah, maybe one day I'll watch it, and it never happened, and now look where we are. Yeah, I liked it. It was good. (laughs) (laughs) So... I wanted to talk about two things. The first is the ships. Of course. Because, obviously. And we're both Team Logan. Yep. We talked about this a lot while I was watching it, because we hadn't decided to do a podcast yet. (laughs) Yeah. So, I think we should just work our way through all of the relationships, and then talk about why Team Logan's the best. Yeah. So, starting with Dean. I honestly thought he was really nice, just because when I started watching it, I was like, "Oh, I don't have a boyfriend. He seems kind of nice, honestly. I don't know. Yeah. I watched Supernatural, so it was really hard to, like, look at that and be like, oh, that's Sam Winchester, except he's Dean, because he looks exactly the same. 15 years later, and he looks exactly the same. But I thought their relationship was alright. It did not seem like they had a lot in common, and that they just liked together a lot. Yeah, and they were just kind of cute together, and it was kind of the thing you weren't supposed to do was date the new kid, so. Yeah, but Lorelai liked him, and there's, like, the cute scene, like, when they first start dating, where they, like, movie night, and, like, that's cute, and it's, like, cute to have how he's, like, part of the family, but I just feel like Rory was too good for him, or Rory just didn't fit in with him. Yeah, they weren't a very good match at the time. Yeah, and then when they got back together... That was a disaster. That was a horrible mess. It should have never, ever happened. Right, so that whole thing just, like, ruined my opinion. Yeah, it was real bad. And, like, whatever to say about his marriage failing or whatever, he shouldn't have done it, no matter what. Like, he went into this marriage knowing full well that he was in love with Rory. Yeah. And it was just really dumb. And just the whole way that the Dean and Jess stuff played out lowered my opinion of both of them. Oh, yeah. Well, I thought Jess was scum anyways, but yeah, it just got worse. Yeah, I don't understand how everybody can be Team Jess unless you only look at the revival. Yeah, that's it. Jess's whole character, I just don't get. No, it's horrible. He's in the show for like a season and a half, and that's it. It feels like so much longer because each episode is torture. (laughs) He's in there for a season and a half, I think. 
He, like, comes, like, middle, beginning of season two. Yeah. And then he's, like, in and out in season three, I guess. Maybe it's, like, two seasons. But he's there, and he's the worst person the entire time. Like, he's literally committing felonies. Yeah, you know, breaking arms, wrecking cars, the usual. Like, I'm not mad about that. I'm mad about it. It's fine. <laughs> but the whole, like, pranking people, stealing things. Not going to school smoking, and lying about it. failing out of school. Like, Jess is literally the worst person. And, like, if you look at- I watched a video that was, like, Jess and Rory moment on YouTube. And I was like, well, if you look at these moments apart from the context, they're kind of okay. Yeah. Like, Jess is kind of a- like, they have a lot of comment got in common. And yeah. they're kind of a cute relationship. But also, apart from all of that, he just is a terrible human being. He's rude to everybody in his life. And he even is not a very good boyfriend to Rory. No, anytime she would want to do something, he would never, ever want to do it. And when she finally wore him down enough to get him to go wherever she wanted, it was still like, oh, I hate being here and I just want to leave. Or he just happens to get in a fight with Dean at a party. Right, like the, what was it, Christmas festival? Yeah. Where Rory runs into Dean and his sister... And then Jess finds out and is, like, so mad. And he's like, well, I'm coming now. Yeah. Put your testosterone down a level. Yeah. And just chill out. And then, right, so then all this stuff happens. And then Jess just straight up leaves. And he's, like, the worst. And then he comes back and is like, run away with me. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you have no right to do And then later, he comes back and is like, Roy, why'd you drop out of Yale? And then all of a sudden, she's, like, coming back to Yale. Which is, I want to talk about season six, because that's the train wreck. Yeah, that's... But it seems like the show, like the writers of the show, are trying to put more weight on Jess than this actually merited, given how much time he was in the show. Yeah. Like, they're trying to make him seem as the, like, only person who really understands Rory, but while, like, with what we've seen Jess, like, that was never shown. Yeah, the only thing they really had in common was reading books. Yeah. That was the biggest thing they ever had in common, and maybe making fun of people. That was it. Right. And, like, Jess doesn't even care about school, which is, like, Rory's entire personality. Yeah, whole life. And he just comes in twice. He also comes back in the revival and is like, you need to mess up, change your life. Yeah. But they just keep using Jess as this way to, like, fix Rory's life. But it doesn't make any sense that Jess is the one fixing Rory's life. Because Jess is hardly a part of her life. It was, like, in, like, Rory's life, it was, like, a year. Yeah. That he, she knew him and dated him. And then he left her. He was just the bad boy that she didn't need. Yeah. And, like, I all this stuff about each of the boyfriends were there for Rory and, like, her specific point in life. And, like, sure, Dean and Logan, definitely. But why did Jess need to be there? There was no point in that happening. It was just the worst. Yeah. But Revival Jess is pretty okay. Yeah. He's fine. He's got his life together. He's fine. I like the point, I think it's either six or seven, where he is in this basement doing poetry or art or whatever he's doing. That was nice. I was like, oh, he's happy. That's neat. Love that for him. Yeah, they, like, go to Philly. Yeah. Yeah, and Luke and April are there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, Jess needed to get his life under control before he could with Rory. But also, Revival Rory does not have her life under control enough to be with Jess. Yeah. Like... Seasons, like, 
one through four Rory could date Revival Jess. Yeah. But not Revival t- Rory couldn't date Revival Jess. And seasons one through four Jess could not date seasons one through four Rory. Yeah, they just really screwed up the timing on that. But that's life. Just how it goes. Yeah, I also hate the idea that both Dean and Jess spend their entire, like, their entire existence on the show is being obsessed with Rory. Yeah. And, like, I get Rory's and, like, Lorelai are the main characters of the show, but we, people have more depth than just being obsessed with. Yeah. They could have had a little bit of a storyline. Yeah. But Logan. (laughs) We love Logan. At least for Rory. But I also just like him. (sighs) One, he's the most attractive out of the three of them. Um, yes! He's on The Resident now. Love that show. And he's still pretty. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, so he just comes in and he, like, forces Rory to do things that she wouldn't have done before. Yeah. Like, they jump off a cliff together. <laughs> and they weren't even dating. Right. And he, she's like, well, I want to do this. And then he, like, makes fun of her and then is like, okay, I'll give you the inside scoop. She's like, oh, I want to be a reporter, and I want to, like, write this big thing on the Life and Death Brigade. And he's like, well, I know, but I'm not going to tell you, because it's a secret society. And then he's eventually just on board with whatever she wants to do. Yeah. And I think that's something that Dean and Jess would not have done. Like, they weren't on board for doing whatever Rory wanted to do. I mean, it helps also that they were in college. Yeah. And that they were doing pretty much pretty much the same things, while, like, Dean and Jess were... 16-year-old boys who had no idea what they were doing with their lives. Yeah. And I just like that about Logan. I think that's good for Rory's character development. Yeah. Dad was a horrible person, and that was a really awful plot twist, but, uh, loved him. Yeah. But revival, Rory and Logan. That's a nightmare. I just... The end of season seven, he, like, proposes, and then she says no, which I don't get. Yeah. Because... Especially knowing, like, in the revival, they get back together. And I'm like, why did you say no then? And maybe, like, was it because she didn't want to go where he was going? That part oh, wild. right. It's they broke up for, like, it was literally entirely for the plot. Oh <laughs> because gosh. she got that job on the campaign, like, the oh, next episode. that's right. So it yeah. didn't, that's why it didn't make any sense. It's because it was for the plot. Yeah. They couldn't have them be engaged because she was has to get this big break. Yeah. Couldn't just, whatever. Yeah, so then they get back together in the revival, and they're super cute, but Logan is not willing to, like, be for Rory what Rory wants. Yeah. He's engaged. Engaged. Still, kind of bad. And there's that scene in, like, Fall, I think it is, Mm. where they go to that tango bar, the Life and Death Brigade. Yeah. And they're, like, talking, and Rory goes, are you really gonna marry Odette? Like, well, that's the plan. And just, Rory's amazing. Rory's a catch. Yeah. And it annoys me. That we go from Logan, who stood up in front of his whole family and just declared that Rory was good enough for him when they told him that Rory wasn't able to be the aristocratic wife that, like, the Huntsburgers needed to, like, be engaged to one and be like, sorry, Rory. Also, there's just a lot of cheating that happens in this show. (laughs) Dude, my gosh. Ridiculous. Mostly on Rory's end. Yeah. A little bit on Lorelai's end. Girl, um, what you doing? That's not, that's not right. You can't do that. Yeah. The next thing I wanted to talk about was Rory's character development. Mmm, what a wild roller coaster. Because I feel like it just, she was going up and going up, and then she just fell off a cliff. Yeah. And then that's where we are. Yep. We have to deal with that. <laughs> but specifically, I want to talk about season six and the whole Rory dropping out of Yale thing. Because I've read lots of stuff. 
and everybody is just talking about how it's completely out of character for Rory. But while I was watching it, I didn't think it was that out of character. Yeah. Except for the fact that school was Rory's whole life. It didn't seem to be that weird to me that she was dropping out. Yeah. She was kind of going off the edge and you could see some warning signs of, oh, this, she's not doing so good yeah, I mean, anymore. she stole a yacht. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. That's a, that's a little baby warning sign. Um, <laughs> other than that, though, yeah. it. I don't know why it would be completely out of character. Yeah, and this idea that Rory getting into rich social life is out of character to her. But it just seems like that's growth to me. Like, we're more mature. Yeah. And, like, stepping into things. And I, like, I, I feel like Rory has always been kind of leaning more to the I like the rich things of life. Yeah. Like, she adores her grandparents, which is the exact opposite of Lorelai, who spends her entire life trying to run away from that side of it. Mm-hmm. And then Rory gets introduced to it all on board, not completely opposed to that idea, like, that lifestyle. Yeah. And so her, like, jumping full into that in season six was like, well, this kind of saw this coming for a while. She went to Chilton. Yeah. And just making her own decision. Like, she she did that. She dropped out of school. She did it all on her own. Yeah. But yeah, Chilton to Yale, then to dropping out, then to Yale again. It makes sense to me. Yeah. And it shows signs of growth that she goes from this obsessed little high schooler who just wants to be the best and like wants to get to Harvard, just wants to be the top of the line person to somebody who's like found their place in kind of. Yeah. She hasn't found her place in life, but someone who's shown growth and is willing to spread out into other areas of her life. Yeah, like pick up trash on the side of the highway. Well, don't steal a yacht. (laughs) (laughs) That was completely, that was out of character. Yeah, that was a little crazy. It's like, think about the Enneagram test, which I don't know if you know, listeners, anything about the Enneagram test, but I based most of my life on it. But it's a personality test and you get a number between one and nine and each of the nine types are a different type of personality, like a different personality type Mm -hmm. and so rory is probably an enneagram one which is the like law and order type and the perfectionist type and so enneagram ones typically it's just a ranking it's not a box or stereotype but stereotypically enneagram ones are very right and wrong and they don't they're like this is good this is bad they have very strong moral codes and so for her to just suddenly decide to steal a yacht is completely not moral code. Yeah. Even if she was really upset, which she was, that's still... Yeah. She wouldn't do that. Which I think a lot of people use that to show how Logan is bringing Rory down. Yeah. As a reason to not like Logan. But then I just think about the line, like, right after they steal the yacht, where Logan's like, you have to tell me why we're committing a felony. Yes! (laughs) That is my favorite! Because he's just so obsessed with her that he's willing to do whatever like logan went from never having a girlfriend before to being all in for rory yeah because it's rory and i think that's a good thing for logan to just be like rory's my whole life and whatever rory wants i'll do yeah which would dean and jess would never i mean dean might have because he was obsessed with her but jess would never (laughs) but it also is a flaw that he is not willing to fight back and Tell her that her ideas are dumb. Yeah, you know. Yeah, my talking points. (laughs) Oh, well. Okay, so next we're going to talk about Team Luke. Yeah. I was going to say, we can talk about Luke and Lorelai. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we could go through the timeline of Lorelai's boyfriend, because that's a whole nightmare. 
Ah. Uh. I have a bad habit when I watch TV shows about looking things up. Dude. Because I can't wait. Like That's if I'm watching the point. If I'm watching a movie, I won't look things ahead because it's only two hours. Right. But watching seven seasons in a revival was very impatient. And it starts off as little things. Mm-hmm. Like I watch and I'm like, I wonder when Luke and Lorelai are going to kiss for the first time. And so I look it up. And then it just spirals until I know everything about the relationship. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened. I pretty much looked everything up about this show before I got to it. So there were no surprises, which yeah. was incredibly disappointing <laughs> for myself. It got to a point where it was so bad and I was just so upset with myself that I had done this. Mm. But I knew when everything was going to happen. That's so disappointing to me. <laughs> that's like, that's the surprise. That's the part where I go, yes, Oh my gosh, I had no idea that was going to happen. Yeah, that's why I'm very glad that Jade's not like that. So when we read Harry Potter, she'll actually be surprised. (laughs) Yeah, I think someone dies probably, but I don't know who, so. It's also going to be very hard for me to not say things. (laughs) Yeah, uh, yep. Do you know the meme about the sixth book in Harry Potter? Okay, cool. Yikes, uh. (laughs) When the book came out, people were like, talking about this spoiler that happens over and over again we're like blah 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 does blah 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 and it was like made people so angry because they would read the book like the week it came out and then like tell everybody oh my gosh so the fact that you don't know means you're actually gonna be shocked when it happens mm-hmm. one of my favorite scenes it's so weird it's not i mean i have a lot of favorite scenes but this one in particular i'm thinking of for no reason is the thousand sunflowers do you remember that when when Max buys all those? Yeah. Oh, when he proposes. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That's insane. Like, hey, anyone who's listening, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, if Luke wasn't in the picture, Max would've been the perfect guy. Yeah, they just didn't really go well together, you know. Lorelai just ran away on the wedding day. Talking about doing stupid things, Rory just let her do it. They're like, yeah, doesn't she let's run go. away because she's in love with Luke? Um, I don't think that's talked about. That's just she just runs away, and Rory's like, "What are you doing? What's happening? Just go on it." Oh yeah, it's weird. But I feel like they could have been a good couple. The whole reason they weren't is because Lorelai just spent all of her time hesitating oh she did call christopher during her bachelorette party oh my gosh christopher oh we could talk about him for the next hour and a half i hate that man (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he's the worst first off he ruins luke and lorelei yeah he just multiple times everything he literally walks in and then goes look i have a magic wand i'm gonna ruin everything yeah So that's the worst. Just this whole thing. The fact that he and Lorelai wanted to get together, and then he's like, oh no, she's pregnant, bye. Which, good for him for being the noble thing. Yeah, still though. That whole plot line. Oh my gosh. I think my biggest problem with Gilmore Girls is that it's so obvious to know when things were written in just to cause drama and just to like be a plot mover. Yeah. And so a lot of things don't feel natural. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, of course Christopher's ex-girlfriend gets pregnant right at this moment. Yeah. Of course L- Rory rejects Logan's proposal just at the right moment. Mm-hmm. The only thing that didn't feel that way to me, surprisingly, was when Lorelai 
slept with Christopher at the end of the season. Yeah, that seemed pretty in character, actually. Which was incredibly disappointing. Yeah, that was the worst part, is like, oh, I'm not even surprised that she did it, because she keeps going back to him every other episode. Right, and a lot of people don't like season seven, because Amy Sherman Palladino didn't write it. Yeah. But I kind of liked it. It, I felt like the ending was a pretty good wrap. But just the fact that the whole series, Lorelai and Christopher are doing this, like, back and forth. Mm-hmm. Are they, are they not? Well, like, Luke and Lorelai are doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. But they just needed to do it. Lorelai and Christopher. And it sucks that it happened right in the middle of Lorelai and Luke's peak. Yeah. But it needed to happen. And then, you know, Paris and being married. Yeah, I don't think it should have gone all the way to marriage. But they needed no. to date. Like, for real date. Yeah, not as 60. I hated the pair. I watched it knowing exactly what was going to happen because I looked it up. Because Dude. I'm dumb. Oh my. So the whole episode, I was just waiting for them to get married. And yeah, Rory got really upset after because she wasn't there. And yeah. I was like, that's not what I would have been upset about. <laughs> that's not what I am upset about. Well, she did kind of like the idea of her parents being together. Yeah. She loves Luke, but at the same time, she wanted that idealistic, oh, look, it's me and Aaron together, you know. Right. And there is the scene where they're coming back from the Gilmore's house, and Christopher's driving, Lorelai's in the passenger seat, and Rory's in the back seat, where this is kind of like the family's all back together. Yeah. And they're all happy. But also, the scene at the wedding in Five, where Christopher's like, well, I'm her father. Yeah. And Luke just turns around and, like, lists all the things that Christopher wasn't there for, but Luke was, was great. Because it's true. Yeah. Luke is way more of Rory's father than Christopher ever was. Mmm. Bless that man. I just... He's perfect and grumpy and amazing. (laughs) Like, the first episode I watched, I was texting Jade about how much I liked Luke, and she was shocked. (laughs) (laughs) She thought I was gonna be like be all on board for Rory. And I was like, no, Luke is my man. <laughs> yeah, because he, he really is. He's so grumpy all the time. <laughs> so cynical. Yeah. I think his one thing was keeping April from Lorelai. And I get he moves slow <sighs> and he, he had, he needed to think and he, he's just a man. And so it's a little bit more processing time, a little more, um, he just needed some help, and Lorelai could have helped, but that's a whole thing. Yeah. That's the thing about season six that drove me. Yep. Luke and Lorelai's relationship. Not Rory. Yeah. But all of season six, both Luke and Lorelai are having terrible communication problems. Hmm? Which makes no sense to me, because they've known each other forever. Yeah. They're best friends who started dating. Communication yeah. should not be a problem for either one of them. She was telling him everything before he ever wanted to know. Right. She would just sit down at Luke's and ask for coffee and then spill her life problems. Yeah, and he would hate it. But- right. And so it just seemed really out of character for both of them. Yeah. That whole season. And I don't even really have a problem with April. No. Being part of it. I thought April was a good conclusion to Luke's character development. Yeah. And the... He goes from children are the worst to having one of his own Mm -hmm. and being, like, the really awesome dad that we know he is. Yeah. But just the way he handled the situation wasn't great. Yeah. That was (laughs) awesome. 
Another point with Lorelai just talking nonstop was how they first met with the horoscope. And the fact that she just berates this man and says, I want coffee. Here's your sign. Keep it and it'll bring you luck one day. And he keeps it in his wallet the whole time. I'm like, you are such a sucker, dude. It did bring him luck. Oh my god. They slept together on their first date. <laughs> that was the cutest thing in the whole world. Well, yeah, because they knew each other the Exactly, because they're time. best friends. So they shouldn't <sighs> be having communication problems. Oh my. If we could just cut season six out of the whole show. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. I mean, there were some good scenes. I like the one where Rory throws that party and then the Hansburgers show up. Yeah. That one's she, awesome. And she puts them in the front and this is conversation. Emily. Emily, like, freaks out. Yeah. She's like, you can't do that. But, like, nobody knows how horrible the Hansburgers were to Rory. Yeah. And then she just loses it. Yes. And then when Richard just flips out, he just loses his mind. That was awesome. That was a pretty good scene. Oh my gosh. He was like, The rest of them are trash. You actually did that to her? Why would you do that? She's just a child. It's like, yes, that is literally 12 out of 10 acting, buddy. (laughs) So good. And the fact that that was the first time Paris ever worked. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) She's like, ah, yes, I am with the common folk. Paris working for 10 minutes and then immediately being pro-socialist is the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh my gosh. She worked for five minutes and then goes, Karl Marx really knew what he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. Let's talk about Paris. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, okay, when I first watched this show, I honestly did not like Paris. She was okay in the revival and, like, how she treated Doyle and how she treated Luke and Lorelai, but I did not like that they fought all the time, that she was so self-centered and literally insane, but then I kind of saw how they balanced each other out later in life, especially when, um, Logan and Doyle both have problems with Rory and Paris and so they like kick him out and Rory almost beats Logan to death. Just kidding. She doesn't do anything. She just opens the door and is like, no, you're not gonna hurt her. You're not gonna do anything. And then they both get back together by the end of the night. So I just like how they go from enemies because I'm a sucker for cliches, but they go from enemies to best friends. Yeah. And all through children, Chilton, Rory is just trying to be Ro- Paris's friend, and Paris is just being the worst. But also, Rory's the literally the only person who actually understands Paris. Yeah, it's the only person that'll talk to her besides her cronies, <laughs> who are hilarious. Oh my gosh! And then they go to be college roommates, and you can see that on oh, the- accident. Which is crazy to me. What are the odds that that happens? P. Geller? Who else would it be? Yes. Uh. <laughs> yeah, and then they go to be college roommates, and they, you can actually see that bond. Yeah. Of, like, being college roommates and how they, like, support each other all the time. Yeah. And how they go to the Founder's Day and drink Miss Patty's Punch and both get really drunk. Oh my gosh. That was awesome. But... Also, the fact that they hate each other. <laughs> yeah. 
when Paris is suffering and playing music really loud and Rory just gets so mad. Talk about cat and mouse, am I right? They and just... who's the cat and who's the mouse switches like every no episode. One. Like <laughs> I liked Paris right from the beginning. And Jade was I don't understand. <laughs> I I like her more now that I rewatched some of it. I just I still don't like her as a person. Her relationship with Rory is fine, but her as a person is a lot. Yeah. She's I... emotionally draining. <laughs> <laughs> I kinda like her in- Oh my gosh. Oh. She'd be an Enneagram 8. Oh my god. They're the most intense. And they just yell a lot. Well, they... When I think about an Enneagram 8, I just think about somebody, like, whose brain is just yelling constantly. And so sometimes they just yell out loud. Yeah. And I feel like that's how Paris is. It's like, her brain is on fire all the time, and she just doesn't know how to stop it. And so sometimes she sets the world around her on fire. Yeah. She builds a fortress. (laughs) I was thinking of that exact scene. (laughs) Uh, She's crazy, man. Paris as an editor was not great. No, that was horrible, but Rory, love it. So good. Of course she would be. She's the main character of the show. Right. Of course she'd be perfect for the job. Here's the thing. Rory's entire ambition is to be a journalist, but I'm not even sure Rory would have made a good journalist. Yeah, but at the same time, we didn't really see that side of her. Yeah. Because it wasn't that important. For us to see, like, oh, she actually does a good job at that. I think she would have been a great English professor. That yeah. would have been awesome. And I think writing a book would have been a good yeah. thing for her, which is what she ends up doing. But maybe Mitchum Hunsberger was right. Yikes, that's why she stole the boat, dude! What? But her whole life is around being a journalist, and all we see about her being a journalist is she works for the paper at Chilton and at Yale, and everybody's like, wow, you're an amazing writer. And that's all we see. Yeah. The only time we ever see her, like, hunting after a story is with Logan, with the Life and Death Brigade, and he has to force her to do things to get the good story. That's true. Like, she fought to find the information, but he pushed her to be better. Right. Now I have a whole new opinion on that. (laughs) But I don't think she's a bad writer, because there's no evidence saying that she is. So she could have done something else that's not journalism. Yeah. Like writing a book. So I guess thanks for Jess for that. (laughs) I just don't understand how he has so much authority in her life. Maybe bad boy turned good. Maybe that's her line of thought. Like, oh, he was the worst and now he actually has his crap together and I don't. Let's listen to him because he knows how to fix things. Yeah, I read this thing once that somebody was saying that they don't understand the season six plot line with Rory. Because gap years are really common in other parts of the world, except for America. Yeah. Like, America, it's not that common to have a gap year. But I know lots of people that I follow who live in England who are all taking gap year. Because it's just more common over there to take some time to travel the world or, like, work or do something else. And so this person was really confused as to why that was a big deal. Yeah. That Rory was taking a time off. Because, of course you do that. Because in other parts of the world, you do do that. Yeah, in America, it just signifies failure or that you don't have your crap together. Because we're workaholics in America. That's a whole nother. Right, I follow this YouTuber. She does, like, study stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how old she is. Maybe she's a year younger than She's 20. And she took a year off right after she graduated high school and just traveled the world. And, like, backpacked through Europe and went to Australia and did all these things. And then she went to college. And she was saying that was really good for her to, like, have that experience. 
of doing things and seeing things apart from like her English lifestyle and her mentality. Yeah, I just think with that, you would have to be planning and saving money for most of your life to really be able to do. Yeah, she's she her job is a YouTuber. Yeah. So she gets money even while on a gap year mm-hmm. by just uploading videos. Yeah. So, so it's not ideal for everybody. No. I mean, it's not plausible. And then this other YouTuber I follow just graduated, also lives in England. He just graduated, and instead of going to grad school right away, he's taking a year off to work. Yeah. Mostly, I feel like that's more common here, too. Mostly because he didn't get into the grad school he wanted to go to. Yeah. And so instead of applying to somewhere else, he goes, well, I'll just work for a year and try again. Yeah. I feel like in America, if you take a gap year right after you graduate, there's a lot of stigma with that. Which is, like, what Rory was saying Dean was dropping out of school because of like, he's working three jobs. Mm-hmm. And she tells him that... If he drops out of school, he probably won't go back. I think that's the American mindset, and it's probably true. Yeah. That's what people tell me about grad school all the time, that people who get master's degrees years after they graduated are like, I wish I did it right after. So I guess when you think about Rory being obsessed with Dean dropping out, won't go back, and then Rory doing the same thing, and thinking of it less as a gap year and less as a, and more as a, well, she's just dropping out. She's never going to go back now. I don't know. It also made me mad the fact that Lindsay wasn't doing to help. Yeah, that made me Lindsay's just entire existence. Yeah, Dean was working three jobs and she wasn't doing anything. She was hanging out with her mom all the time. The only thing I liked about her was that she just, she tried to salvage the relationship with Dean. She's like, look, I finally made a dinner. And I right. was like, why have you been doing that the whole time, woman? What I feel like Lindsay was working in their relationship the entire time, even if she wasn't actually working mm-hmm. and dean's been the entire relationship being in love with rory yeah because he's dumb she's not i mean she's great but i probably weren't. <laughs> yeah she's a bit of a mess she wasn't then no just revival mess i was gonna oh the fact that rory and lorelei don't talk for almost all of season six oh my stresses gosh. me out that is the worst thing in the entire world i think that's probably the most out of character thing about season yes that's crazy like, they get mad at each other a lot. Yeah. Like, two girls, only with each other, they're gonna hate each other at some point. Mm-hmm. And if they could get through Rory cheating, helping Dean cheat on his wife, they can get through Rory dropping out of Yale. Yeah. Which I feel like is the lesser of the two evil. What if it was maybe just because Lorelai was trying to live through Rory and her failing, in a sense, is kind of reflects on what Lorelai did like oh you didn't do the thing that you're supposed to do and now you're a failure and people look at you. that's pretty deep mm-hmm. also probably true yeah because you know pregnant at 16 and then works at a hotel and then hotel and inn manages it and then builds her own with her best friend pretty cool we should build an ant that'd be awesome um i'm not the cook sorry me either can't oh well uh anyways we need a cook friend something else (laughs) anyone want to apply to build an inn with us um and then with rory like lorelei did everything in her power to make sure that rory was successful like sent her to the best possible school for high school sent her to the best possible college the fact that Rory dropped out probably was a sign of disrespect to Lorelai, even though she wasn't paying for it. It's still like, 
oh, well, this is a slap in the face because I did all of this for you and now you're just gonna go be one of the rich kids that their grandparents pays for everything you do? Oof, yeah. Yes. I'm trying to think about time Lorelai has lived by Karen Rory. I don't think it happens a lot. No. I think Rory and Lorelai have a pretty healthy mother-daughter relationship. And I've seen mother-daughter relationships in my life that are not, where the mother just forces the daughter to do all the things that they didn't get to do. Yeah. And I think Lorelai is pretty good about making sure that Rory's dreams are Rory's dreams. Yeah. Especially the whole thing about going to Harvard when she gets into fights with her parents. Lorelai gets into fights with her mm-hmm. about how Rory wants to go to Harvard. Well, you're just saying that because you don't want her to go to Yale. And they keep accusing Lorelai of putting her dreams on Rory. The whole time, Lorelai was like, no, I'm not doing that. We've been talking about this. He was little. Yeah. This is what Rory wants, which is not what Rory ends up doing. So maybe it wasn't what Rory wanted. Yeah. Why did Rory do I don't remember. I feel, I saw this headcanon that, I don't remember all of it, but about how Rory and Logan are the, mo- like, the parallel of Emily and Richard, because I feel like Rory spends most of the time trying to be like Emily and Richard and not like her mom. Yeah. So maybe that's why she chose Yale. I'm gonna try and find Yeah, I mean, she doesn't spend her time trying to make a name for herself. She is Rory Gilmore and she does whatever she thinks is right, but a lot of times whatever she's told. She's not like Lorelai that just goes off and does whatever and does the rebellious, witty, crazy thing. She's more like Emily, where she's going to do the right thing and the proper thing. Okay, so the headcanon is about a year in life and how Emily and Richard met at Yale. Richard was engaged to somebody else until he all of a sudden changed his mind and married Emily. And so Rory and Logan meet at Yale. Logan's engaged to someone else and until something switches them, hypothetically, after the series ends, Rory tells him, assuming it's his baby, and goes, well, I'm pregnant with your baby, and Logan drops Odette and marries Rory. Hmm. That would be the parallel between them? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that Logan is the father of the- I mean, considering that was, like, the last person she slept with that we could see besides Chewbacca. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which I don't even think that timeline would have worked out. Yeah. For it to have been Chewbacca. So I think as the Watchers, we have to assume that it's like- Yeah, because we don't have any information. Yeah. And it wouldn't make sense, I feel like, from a writing perspective. You go, it was just this random guy that you've never met. Chewbacca, a really big deal of it. So... <laughs> <laughs> this is what my life has come to. I'm sleeping with Chewbacca. <laughs> that was the moment that I texted you and when I think I went on a rant about how Rory's lost her mind. Oh, that makes a lot more sense in context. The whole time. Just that part of Rory was so out of character. Yeah. The whole series, they talk about how Rory is a boyfriend girl. Mm -hmm. She's not a one-night stand girl. That's why she stops things with Logan and they get into a real relationship. So the fact that she turns around and has a one-night stand makes no sense to me. She needs to look like an adult. We're gonna have her do this adult. Yeah. And before the revival, I'm not a big fan of the revival. I thought it was pretty unnecessary. And that there wasn't a lot of story that needed to be wrapped up. Yeah. And I thought the season seven finale was a good wrap up. Whether or not the Paladinos wrote it or not. Yeah. Definitely cry every time I watch it. That was a big thing. Why people wanted the revival is because the Paladinos wrote the revival, but they didn't write season seven. And so it didn't feel like an official ending. But I liked the ending of season seven. Writers aside. Yeah. It 
left Rory in a good place in her career where we can come to terms with the fact that she chose herself over a guy and Luke and Lorelai get back together and we can just assume that they live happily ever after and then we can just assume that Rory is living a good life and that she becomes really successful and the revival pops up and none of those things are true anymore. Yeah, not canon, does. My brother literally came down this morning and was like, how are you doing? I was like, first off, what? You don't ask me that question. But he just wanted to talk about the things that frustrate him about Star Wars canon for like an hour. <laughs> well, if that's what it takes, that's amazing. <laughs> so the things that frustrate him about me about Gilmore Girls canon oh is the revival. Gosh. Yeah. Because it's all, and you told me before that it was all going to be pretty bittersweet. That even though Luke and Lorelai are married now, it takes them three seasons in quotes, winter, summer, fall, or whatever they were, to finally be in a good place yeah, and to talk to each other enough that they get married, but mm-hmm. they have been living in the same house for nine years. They were going to get married in season six. Yeah. Why would it take them nine years? It took them less than a year from season five to six. I mean, that's what happens when you marry another guy on a whim. Chris just ruins everything. See, that's the takeaway from that Chris ruins everything. Also, another ship I want to talk about, David and Lane. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about I hate Zach. Kind of the worst. He's not good for her at all. No, he's dumb. She could do so much better. The whole- Lane was really cool at the beginning. Ugh, I love her. She was Rory's cool friend, rebelling against her parents. She joined a band. Hiding CDs under the floorboards. Like, she's cool. Yeah, contrary. And then David is super awesome. I love him. He did everything in his power to impress Mrs. Kim. Like, reading the entire (laughs) Bible in one night. I've never done that. That's crazy! I have a hard time reading the whole Bible in a year. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know that the actor who plays David, like, got another role or something, Mm -hmm. and he had to leave. That's why Tristan left. Yeah. So, because he's Chad McElmurray and he was in every show (laughs) in the early 2000s. Oh my gosh. So I know that- Oh my gosh, Tristan's the father. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That'd be so funny. Guys, listen. (laughs) That's the theory. Yeah. So I know David had to leave because they couldn't come on. But why Zach? I loved David and I loved his character and I loved how much he wanted to impress Mrs. Kim so that he could go out with Lane and they didn't even write him off. He just kind of disappeared one day. Yeah. They mentioned it and said he's at college. Yeah. And they never talked about him again. I hated that. It just seems like going from David to Zach makes no sense. Yeah, and then Zach pregnating Lane in right. one night. The whole thing with Lane and sex is awful. It's crazy. I mean, it makes sense. Like, I don't have a problem with her waiting till marriage. Yeah. Like, that whole plot line. But the fact that they have sex for the first time on the beat, and then she just talks about how awful it is. Yeah. And goes, well, I'm never doing this again. I'm kind of confused. I read an article about how sex in Gilmore Girls isn't dealt with well enough. Yeah. And how almost all of the pregnancies in this show are accidental. And it has, like, a weird perspective on sex. Yeah. And Lane was one of the things that they mentioned. That she has sex for the first time and gets pregnant and then thinks about how awful it is. It's just a weird way to put sex on. About 
a teen mom. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, the whole sand thing and the way she described it. It does sound awful. Right. Like, I'm... But just the fact that she was just so turned off of it and never willing to try it again... Yeah. ...is a weird thing to write. Yeah. And the fact that she got pregnant from it. Yeah. With twins. Twins. They just took Lane's character... And threw her in the trash. Yes! Oh, she's so cool. She was in marching band. Guys! We like marching band. Ugh. She touched a guy's hair because she liked him. (laughs) That's goals, honestly. And all the bands that she and Rory would make fun of. And all the crazy things they did. And I remember Rory was trying to borrow a book. And so Lane replaced it with some religious cover and it was one of my favorite things i'm going yeah i would do that what season of the show is your uh that (laughs) (laughs) surprise Ah, no i mean there's good and bad in all of them yeah we've already discovered that the revival and six and seven aren't fantastic yeah i almost gave up when i got to see I really, I like the point, so I'm not going to have like a number, okay? It's more when it was Luke and Lorelai and Rory and Logan. No, I just said no numbers. (laughs) I don't believe in numbers. I'm just saying it's season five because that's my exact answer. Oh, okay, fine. When they like go to the cabin and Luke's all grumpy like usual. Why was anyone surprised he was going to be grumpy about going to a cabin? I think that was season six. 20 year olds. I'm just saying. I hate season six just altogether. So I'm not going to include that. So I like season five. Yeah. Because I like Logan and Roy and I like Luke and Lorelai. And both of those relationships continue into season six and seven. Yeah. But I hate season six, so I can't say that it's a continuation. I rewatch a lot of specific episodes, like holiday episodes. If it's Christmas, I'll watch a Christmas episode. Thanksgiving, I'll do the same. But I I rewatch a lot of seasons one through five. That's why I don't remember a lot from season seven. Yeah, since I finished, I rewatched season five. Yep. Yeah. And Luke and Lily like <laughs> I like watching them. I am a chronic, I don't know, I watch shows a lot only for relationships. That is so So much. if I kind of like a show, but I really like a relationship, I'll keep watching. Which is what happened the first time I watched New Girl. Yeah. I, I only kind of like the show, but I really liked Nick and Jess. So I watched all of the Nick and Jess episodes until they weren't Nick and Jess anymore. And then I gave up. I'm still watching New Girl. <laughs> Dang it! Okay, it's fine. I'm okay, I guess. It's okay. No, oh my gosh, (laughs) that means nothing. Literally, Iron Man died in Endgame. Doesn't even matter. It's out long enough, guys. I just, I did the same thing with The Office, just because I wasn't a huge fan of The Office, but I watched all of the Jim episodes. Cute. Right, those are the episodes I rewatch. Yeah. Like, Parks and Rec, I watch the whole thing, but I only watch, when I rewatch it, from... Ben and Chris. Yeah. To about season five. Yeah. Last time I watched it, I watched it all the way to the end because I hadn't seen the end in a while. But the, the last, end is okay. The last two seasons of that show get weird. Yeah, they're weird, but they're not bad. Yeah, they're not bad. They That's why be worse. I watched it again and went, this is fine. Yeah. But I really like Leslie and Ben, so yeah. I just watched their scene. Rob Lowe kills me. <laughs> it's the same one when I tried to watch Gossip Girl. Oh, yeah. I couldn't find a ship on that show that I really, really liked, so I couldn't stick to it. 
And that's the kind of show that you kind of need that to keep going. Right, because I don't like Blair and Chuck, and they're the main relationship in the show, so... Sorry. (laughs) Gossip Girl fans. Caroline, if you're... I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Right, so I really like... Luke and Lorelai and Rory and Logan, and so I will rewatch their episodes all the time. Yeah. Because they make me happy. Yeah. If Lorelai's with anyone else, it's kind of awkward, but I also get it. Personal growth to get to Luke. So I'm like, okay, this is fine. I know what happens. It's okay. I can watch. Yeah. The last one she dates before Luke was the most annoying to me. Oh my gosh. He was crazy. What was it? That's how... Yeah, he just... His whole thing is basically getting back at the Gilmores, and that's Lorelai's whole thing, and so it's like, well, that's what their entire relationship is based on. But watching them, I knew that Luke and Lorelai got together at the end of the season. Yeah. So I spent the entire season watching those two, knowing that they weren't going to last, and knowing that she was going to end up with Luke and Lorelai. She was going to end up with Luke. (laughs) (laughs) So it was just so hard to watch. Yeah. And then the way the relationship ends makes no sense. So dumb. He goes, I'm going to sue your father. And then she's just done. Yeah. And she doesn't even like her parents at that point. They're having a fight. And she's like, well, I can't be with anyone who does that. And he's like, but didn't you just say? And she goes, no, that's not. That's another one of those. He was written off just for the plot. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well, bye, Mr. Goatee. Yeah. Is there anything else that we didn't cover? Kirk is weird. Oh, yeah, Kirk. Freaks me out. I don't know. I love that he went from being a recurring character to being in the titles. <laughs> like that's, I forgot about that. That's how much of an impression he left on the show, and I kind of just love it. Oh, man. I like the one where he made t-shirts of random things <laughs> that happened. Like, that's me. Anytime anyone says something stupid, I'm like, oh my gosh, that could be a great t-shirt. That's me all the time. I thought Kirk was a great character. Like, he's super weird, but just... Around naked. The fact that he has every job in town. Oh my god. And he's just always there. And he's like Luke and Lorelai's child. Yeah. It's so funny. The His interpretive dance freaked me out. I hate watching that scene. <laughs> it's horrible. Oh, it's so bad. I was just thinking about Suki. I like Suki a lot. Yeah, she's really fun. She's just the constant. Yeah. She doesn't do anything too dramatic, and she gets married and has a normal life, like, pretty on. The she- craziest thing she does is cheats on her husband with other vegetables. That's it. <laughs> That's the worst thing she does. Right. She's Lorelai's constant. Yeah. Which Lorelai desperately needs. Insane. Which Lorelai would be an Enneagram 7 if anybody's following that. <laughs> and Rory doesn't have a constant. Her constant is Paris. Oh who's just on gosh. fire all the time. No wonder she dropped out of Yale. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Suki would never let Lorelai drop out of Yale. Never. So of the groups... Do you think we're Lane and Rory, like... I don't know, because Lane just gets thrown in the trash. Well, ignoring that... (laughs) I feel like I'm more like Rory. Yeah, and I'm a musician, and... Which I guess would make you Lane. Yeah, musician, kind of weird. But I would never let you marry Zach. No, (laughs) never let me do that. That's horrible. Never let me cheat on my married friend. Anybody. Or anybody. Anybody. (laughs) yeah so we're still messes but we're like the cute friendship yeah 
that kind of like fell apart for a little bit, but then they were like, nah, we're good. Just kidding. Yeah. Stupid Dean in the first few episodes. Rory's constant is Lane. Oh. Yeah. And Lane gets pregnant. Right. But so Lane is also Suki. a mess. Never mind. Yeah. Lane gets married and has kids pretty early on, like in her life. Mm. Like not in the show, but as soon as she's old enough to do that, she does that. Yeah. Yeah, especially in the revival. Yeah. Lane is Rory's constant. Hmm. Lane is Rory's Suki. Drummer. The cool Suki. Suki can make cakes, though, so I think I would prefer yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Uh, what? What the heck? <laughs> well, guys, I'm, I think I'm going to go bake a cake now. <laughs> I think that's the next step. Next up is to rate the show. No, I think it's more important to bake a cake if you feel so strongly about it. How many pineapples, Jane? Oh, don't ask. I don't. Um, for how much I watch it and rewatch it and people ask me what my comfort food is and honestly, this show is like my comfort food. I'm kind of leaning towards eight and a half because of the last two seasons and revival. That was a mess, but I love rewatching it and it has all the good vibes, nostalgia, even though we were alive when it was coming out, but... Yeah, when I first started watching it, my manager at work asked me what I watched, and I was, I told him Gilmore Girls. I was like, aren't you a little young for that show? <laughs> <laughs> no! Yes, it's but... perfect. It's on Netflix, so I watched it. Yeah. I would say an eight. I feel like all of our numbers are always... Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we wouldn't put them on the podcast if we both hated it, or one of us hated it. I mean... We, we couldn't might. talk about it that much if we hated something. I can talk about things that I hate for a long What do I hate? No, Lane is fine until it. they throw her in the trash. I know about that. You said if she could bake cake. I just like cake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. I say an eight. She says eight and a half. So that puts it at like an eight. Yeah, that's fair. So that's cool. That was us talking about Gilmore Girls. Yep, pretty good. And plaid. Yeah. We should have had coffee while we were talking. <laughs> oh my gosh. Please subscribe. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Curly Critics Pod. The Curly Critics are a proud member of the WBD Network, which has amazing shows for you to listen to, such as Bacon and Eggs, a movie lover's podcast, where Tyler and Ethan talk about movies and everything in between. Here's a promo. Howdy, Yokes. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Hill. And we host Bacon and Eggs, a movie lover's podcast. It's the most roll-your-eyes-I've-seen-it-before concept for a show. But with new hosts, I promise. Each week, we sit down together and watch a beloved movie. We start by looking at some critical and concrete points and let our conversation flow from there. We've covered all sorts of movies, from Jaws to Little Women. From the Lego Movie to the Lego Movie 2. From Marvel to Star Wars. From Back to the Future to Back to the Future Part 2. And tangents from our frustrations with fast food. To discussing our fear of the Mighty Loon. So if you want a podcast that makes you laugh, download Bacon and Eggs, a movie lover's podcast. With new episodes available every Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts, and now on WBNE.org. Ghostbusters 2! I, I, my, my hope and dream was that you would say that.